you are about to enter a great adventure. This is starting from Gorilla. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. I am Mikey Cash. With me is Big Vito. And today we also have another very special guest with us. Uh, Mike Sarge Riley is back. Great friend for the podcast. And he's here with us as we review SummerSlam. And we preview the upcoming all-in pay-per-view in London. Uh, before we get into it, just a reminder, you can find the links to all of our socials on our website, struttingfromgorilla.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. We would really appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, let's let's jump right in, boys. Let's jump right in. Mike, good to have you back with us, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it, and uh, always great to talk wrestling with you. Loving it. Loving it. So, Vito. Vito. Mikey Cash. Vito. Sarge, welcome back. <laughs> We're here. We're the V-Man. good with everybody saying... Uh, L A Knight. So good. So good. You Loving you, you love LA Knight, huh? That's your boy? You know, look, Sarge, I'm yeah. I'm a simple man. I'm a very simple man. And um <laughs> it reminds me of the glory days. He yeah. brings back the feelings, you know. Um I yep. just you know what? I, I'm I enjoy LA Knight. Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, I, I I think they're they're doing them dirty a little right now. I mean, they're slowly pushing them, but whatever. You know, yeah, we, that's okay. We can, we can talk about this as we move forward. As we move <laughs> yeah. forward, that, that's yeah. not the main part. But yeah, I'm an LA well, Knight guy. Vito, Vito, yeah. let me get this straight. When you're when you're watching them, you get that funny little feeling in your stomach, right? Like almost like butterflies. It's probably gas. A man your age is going to be susceptible to that. So you know, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. But damn, LA Knight. Good throwback. Love nice this, loving spot. this guy. Nice spot, too, for Slim Jim. The Slim Jim Battle Royal. And for many years, the Macho Man had that. So nice yeah. homage to him. So maybe a segue. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I mean, that's a great spot right there. Battle Royal, Slim Jim, and their relationship in wrestling over the years. Can't argue yeah. that. Pretty good. It, it's a perfect relationship. I love it. He's the first guy that didn't get buried by The Fiend. He wasn't really the fiend, actually, though. He was... Uh, I don't know what he is. What, whatever he was at the time. Yeah. 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 But anyway, let's let's jump into the point of this episode, right? Like, we just... As soon as we started today, we just go yeah. right into the rabbit hole. That's like, usually you know, we, love, we love LA Knight. People should check him out. The dude's awesome. Uh, all right. I'm trying to so, figure it out. I'm still trying to... I'm trying to get onto him. I'm trying. I'm trying. He's not He's not my guy yet. I'm trying. You. I'll give it a chance. Give it I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. Listen, yeah. People didn't like The Rock either at first. I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, right. took, it took time. Yeah. It took time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's jump into SummerSlam. It, 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 was, it was held in Detroit this year. It was a hell of an event. I think overall it was one of their better shows of the year. Uh, what do you guys think? Overall thoughts on the show before we dive into some of the matches. I'm going to totally disagree with you. I thought it was one of their worst shows mm. of the year. Yeah. Oh, um, I love it. And in fact, I thought this may have been um, Triple H's worst uh, PLE now, as they call them, premium oh, live event. Right. Yeah, since he took over. Um, okay, so I'm going to – I think the first two matches were mm -hmm. great. 
I, the Logan Paul um, ricochet match was fantastic. And there was no reason to end that with the brass knuckles. I thought they could finish clean. I understand they're trying to get Logan Paul over and have him, you know, be that dirty villain, if you will. Ricochet was in a great spot there. This was a, I, I thought it was right. a perfect way to start the show. The Cody match uh, and Brock Lesnar, another great match and a great way to end that feud right there yeah, exactly chef's kiss mike mm-hmm. you know um i look at it where <clears throat> you know after that those first two matches there it started to dwindle a little bit for me because that battle royal it did nothing for me i'm sorry the mm-hmm. point of it was just to get la Knight over the women's title match okay it was exciting at the end when oscar spit uh in the face there of um uh, charlotte but then bianca belair great cash in for um it was Io Shirai, right? Io Shirai. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, blanket on her. Thank you. Uh, good fit. Good, exciting there. But um, I, 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 I'm going to go on at the end here. Roman Reigns, the the finish with Jimmy Uso, uh, you know, interfering to cost his brother the unified Universal Championship. So predictable and just mm. terrible. You, if you were. Okay, you guys were not in Detroit, right? You were not there? No. no, okay. I, I was not either. I had no desire to go there with all due respect. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, if, if um, but again, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, never been. So, but I will say this, though. If you were not there, you know, they had us hook, line, and sinker, the TV, right when they go into the crowd. And then, but if you are there, you know that Solo Sokoa comes out of nowhere and going in for that cheap shot on uh, Jey Uso there for the interference. And then, of course, uh, it's just it's so damn predictable. After what we saw at WrestleMania, after what we've seen the last two to two and a half years with Roman Reigns here uh, winning, you know, in a dirty fashion way. Uh, no, it, it's it, I absolutely hated it. Now, I didn't think that Jay was going to win the title. But mm-hmm. the way they do this over and over again, it just leaves you with the question when and how. I hated the match. It was probably the worst Roman Reigns match in the last three years. 36 minutes of garbage. Terrible match. Well, Mike, I do. I, I agree with you on the idea that this match was not the best match for Roman and for the Bloodline storyline at all. This might have been one of like the weaker I, I guess, like, legs of this story. Like, really one of the weaker ones. Which it could have been one of the stronger ones. And and I thought, I felt like the build was pretty good. I was like, it was fine. Like, I thought it, it was due for, for him to, to get the comeuppets with Roman. Like, we knew that clash was going to happen again. I thought I had seen that he, that Roman got injured fairly early in that match. That there was some sort of, like, hip or back injury. So I, I do wonder if, it doesn't explain away the whole thing, but I do think that probably played a role in just like the, maybe the quality of the match from the way we're watching it on TV. Like yep. he might've been more limited than maybe we thought, but either way, the shenanigans at the end, I think that's what, I think that's the problem here is this. Now there's, there's just, there were shenanigans at the end of WrestleMania. There were shenanigans at SummerSlam. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Roman go into a match, win it one-on-one yeah. straight up. And I yeah. think, I think now like the whole build behind him is just, well, he's been champion for so long that it's almost like they're forgetting that he still needs to have some credibility. And in a way, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Mike, the more you talk, the, when you said it, I needed some time to sort of like sit with that. 
because yeah. at first I had like that defense mechanism. Like, what do you mean you're talking about Roman like that? But actually, it makes sense. Yeah, I think he needs he needs to have like a, a couple of statement wins going into this. You know, once the fall hits, you know, we, we get into that like the grumblings for what's going to happen at WrestleMania next year. So yeah, I feel like heading into that, he does need some statement wins, and without the bloodline's help, it, it and, and that oh that. The brother yeah. versus brother thing. Sorry, Mike. Right. No, 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 no. And and, and yeah, no cash wanted to jump out. I can see him right there. He's got the ready to go. But I just want to say this. So exactly. Enough is enough. What? When are we going to have a full championship? They already got to the thousand days. You got Roman at a thousand. You got him uh, all over these guys. You know, you, you look at Drew McIntyre, look at Cody Rhodes. You look at John Cena. Um you know, I mean, I think it really started at WrestleMania even before he was the uh, tribal chief with uh, The Undertaker when he got him a few years ago. He can brag about that. Uh, but it's like, well, yeah, you've got to have a clean win here. And this bloodline thing, it is a great story. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic how they've they've told it here. Uh, but I, I just don't see it enough as enough win clean because you just know it's going to happen solo or now one of the usos and maybe even we could see a return of someone i.e Sami Zayn. not saying it's going to happen but i would not be shocked if there is some sort of reunion down the line for the bloodline so oh sorry Vito, go ahead. that's okay no lot to dissect here and i love the passion i love it but here's here's my theory on it i thought um i'm kind of you, you know you got you got you guys have both sides of the fence here. You really liked it, and then you had one that really hated it. Oh. I'm right in the middle. Like, and I I, I was texting uh, Mikey Cash about this, uh, you know, throughout the whole pay per view. Uh, I thought it was a decent pay per view, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was SummerSlam worthy. Like, if you compare it to other yeah. SummerSlams, it didn't have that big feel like most do. Sure. Um, but I thought there were some really good highlights. You guys nailed most of them. But there, there were a couple other matches too. I mean, the the Gunther um, uh, Drew McIntyre uh, Drew McIntyre match I thought was decent. I, I was it yeah. the, the best of night? No, but I thought that was a good match. Yeah. Um. I, I I liked the Roman Reigns match to some degree, but here's the thing: I'm also skewed because they had like weapons, and I I that's all, my type of stuff. match. That's my type of match. You got me. Mm-hmm. You got me hooked here. You got me hooked. Um, but uh, no, I thought I, I, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. You know, you hit something, Sarge, that was um, spot on. And I said the same exact thing. I go, why are we doing this battle royal? This is a waste of time. You literally could have just done the mm-hmm. final four that were in there and had a match. And it would have been way better. Like, I don't need to see yeah. those guys just get thrown over the rope for no reason. Yeah, Slim Jim paid a lot of money, and uh, L.A. Knight was their guy, so that's definitely, you know, it was a true filler, too, because it probably had to happen in that spot uh, after two great matches there to begin right. SummerSlam. So I look at it where SummerSlam is just, like, it for years it was the number two show because in between WrestleMania you had uh, two to three months to build up to the show. Now you had to fill the gap there with two pay-per-views or premium live events, whatever the hell they call them now, uh, after that to get to SummerSlam. And it almost feels like, you know, it's it's shorter storyline building. Um, I, I really, you know, you look at it where this past year, especially the Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes' return, and you had about a month and a half to get to WrestleMania. So you don't have those old-fashioned two, three-month build-ups there where it almost feels like a real heavyweight bout when it mm-hmm. gets to it. 
Um, but it's it's not. I don't think it's the number two anymore. I'd have to say the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is the number two show for the WWE, and WrestleMania will always be the crown jewel of number one. Um, so it, for what it could have been for SummerSlam uh, on a on a five star rating to uh, you know go off of uh, your boy uh, Dave Meltzer, uh, <laughs> I give it two and a half out of five. Not not impressed. Yeah, I, I I I'm a little bit above that, but I'm 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 right there with you. It didn't I didn't look at it and finish the show and be like, wow, this was awesome. The other point I'll 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 say, and I'm I'm sure Mikey, I know Mikey Cash will agree with me on this one. Far too long. Like it, it was just long. I'm I love the pay-per-views that have been three hours, you know, four hours and and we're done right i mean if you watch the press conference which i actually enjoy the press conferences that they do it went on till one o'clock and it started at six if you watch the pre-show which is far too long yeah just it's just too much um but uh i i i I, like you uh i enjoyed the brock lesnar cody match i i do think as much as i wish Cody won at WrestleMania. I do think this build for him is, is been fantastic yeah. and they're making it. I know the, uh, the interference with Roman Reigns at the end was a terrible ending for that match, but it does give you the feeling of like, man, I hate this guy, Roman. Like it starts to give you that feeling of like, I want Cody to win. Whereas I, th- I think you go into, <clears throat> excuse me, you go into the last WrestleMania and I'm not sure everybody was on team Cody. I think a lot of people were, but I think you go into this next WrestleMania and that main event is going to be even bigger um, than, than it was last year. But is it going to be Cody Roman? I think it will be. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in that camp too. And I think we, when we talked about our, when we had our WrestleMania uh, review show, I feel like we talked about this and this is Cody's Rocky redemption here. Yeah. And this was, this is exactly what we were talking about. This is the first block of what he has to fight through to get back to that point and sort of like re-earn it. He's going through hard times, baby. And he he got through it. He got through Lesnar. And not only that, but, you know, they already were planting the seeds there. They, they haven't forgotten about Cody and Roman. That that day after on SummerSlam, on that Raw, when he's talking about fighting him, what did he say? He acknowledged him. He That was a very purposeful line in that promo. Good tease. So they are not forgetting about this yeah and, and i think that's really important um so uh, back to the match though that yeah. match i really enjoyed and i don't know about you guys but in some ways i felt like it had this like weird variation on a last man standing he kept going to the outside yeah. beating his ass putting him through whatever yep. and then would just like get back in the ring and just see if he can like answer the count of 10 that was a really great structure to a match yeah and and it allowed lesnar a little bit of acting I don't know if you noticed, but Lesnar was yeah. was really chatty during this match, more so than usual. Yeah. And I, they, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I loved it, and I texted you at the beginning of the match, and I go, if Roman, I mean, if um, if Brock wins this match, I riot. Like, I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like this, yeah. is, this is a terrible yeah. match. And then as I saw the story building and what was happening, you could kind of see, like, Mm-hmm. Cody was taking a beating like yeah. fake or not fake scripted or not scripted. You could clearly tell he, him and Brock were exhausted by the end of that match. And I think yeah. it was kind of like his coming of age with 
with mm-hmm. with Brock Lesnar. And uh, by the end of the match, I I was I was sold. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And also at the end too, which was awesome. Brock uh, gave him the handshake and the hug. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that was like a human side of Brock Lesnar. Never and, seen that. Yeah. So I think what what I and I I watched the match again last night just because uh, I I knew this was a big talking point for you guys here and for myself as well for this uh, this particular episode here, starting from Gorilla. But Cody, you know, you're right that that it was that third bout there with Brock and um it it, good way to finish off that story if you will an obstacle to get back and you know the him for brock to to embrace cody after is almost like okay both of us from what i took out of it this is what i took out of it because i'm going to tie in what cody said uh after the uh SummerSlam. i know cash you were all cashed out no pun intended on the uh the event there with the press conference mm-hmm. and yes it was late but cody did say you all someone asked him what's next for you how are you gonna get back to the top or whatever and he goes i think you all know where i'm gonna get but i'm not gonna tell you so is the, the tease right there for yeah he's probably gonna get back to roman and when brock embraced him i took out of it like hey i wasn't able to beat roman you weren't able to do it the first time, but I'm behind you. It, mm-hmm. it was something like that. I get out of it. And now Cody has the um, uh, the documentary on Peacock Network. So they're yep. really building him up now. Uh, not that they weren't before, but to get back to the top there, I think this is just the baby step way. Here we go. Because um, as you know, <laughs> this Friday, tickets go on sale for WrestleMania, which is crazy in August. I've never seen that. It's usually November. Um you know, probably sell out by, you know, mid-September, which is amazing, without a card announced. Unbelievable. Yeah. Jeez. They, the, the, God, they're booming. The business yeah. for them is the booming. Whole, the whole thing is, yeah. yeah. Hey, one one match on there that was a real dud, and I'm, uh, <laughs> like, honestly, I could have done without this match, uh, was the Shayna Baszler and oh. Ra- I knew Ronda it. Rousey. I, I knew it. It was just so bad. <laughs> Talk about a fall from grace. Like I, me and uh, Mikey Cash were on here talking about the women's division and how Ronda Rousey like brought so much like respect and um, it just brought a different audience and light to the women's division when she first came back. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like over the last year, she's just, it's, it's been like barely mid card type of matches. Like yeah. terrible. Just how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. That's yeah. evolved. You know, it's that's the match where I understand why they put it on there because of who she is. They yeah. needed to put it on there, and I think Shayna needed the rub. Shayna needs to definitely. I've always liked Shayna Baszler, and I always felt like, why aren't they marketing her the way they're marketing Ronda Rousey? And I, and I, ultimately, I do understand it from a business standpoint, but just like as a fan, I would think to myself, why why isn't Shayna getting that same sort of rocket that that Ronda is? So hopefully we'll see that with Shayna going forward. But this match, if I if I was going to switch out any matches, I would have taken this match off. And instead of Trish. having it on Raw recently, Becky versus Trish should have been on that card. Oh, I think yes. the crowd would have responded way better. There's a much better story for that mm-hmm. that's been going on for months now. And, I mean, Trish has been killing it in no, her heel yep. Legends run. You don't see a lot of women getting that veteran run. And I think she, that was, I, I think this was a mistake 
by them b- b- by not putting them out. Or if Slim Jim wasn't, you know, oh, a, God, a, a, a huge thing. sponsor, maybe they could have swapped that out from the Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. no, totally agree, Mike. Totally. And, um, you know, I, I look at it. I'm just looking at the times of the matches. I mean, that Roman Reigns match ate up a lot of clock, 36 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything else is like 18, 15, all that. Uh, the Ronda Rousey Shana was seven minutes, and yeah, you're and the, to your point there, Trish. I think they also slept on it too from a geographical standpoint because Detroit is just over the river from Toronto, where mm-hmm. uh, Trish Stratus is from. So they they dropped the ball on that one there, and yeah, like Ronda Rousey, man, what the hell has just the the respect on her? No one cares for her anymore. It's almost like, I mean, I'm sure there are better ones, but the the top one I could think of is like the run Lex Luger had with the Lex Express of the year after, where then he became tag team with the British Bulldog and then on yeah. his way out to W. It's similar to that, you know? It's just like, oh, my God. Um, it, it, she may have ended a WrestleMania, you know? I know. That's, I that's, know. It's amazing. Um, it's not, not the same Ronda Rousey that we knew the last couple of years. No, not at all. Yeah. And, and what's even sadder is throughout all of this, we never got the match we all wanted to see that was building up. Becky Her versus Becky. Ronda. We never right. got the one-on-one. Right. It just never happened. And I'll never understand how they didn't figure out another way to get back to that. That's I know. And and they should have at, um, what was it, the Royal Rumble last year when Ronda Rousey won. Remember that? Or Ronda yeah. Rousey returned. Right. And, but but Charlotte won. And it's like, yeah. you should have Becky win. I, I don't know. I just or, or excuse me. Should have had, yeah, Becky win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. It, was just, it was so stupid. I hated that. I I couldn't agree more with you guys. I just uh, I think you know you know what it is too. I think as wrestling fans, wrestling fans are smarter than people give them credit for, and they can tell when somebody is into what they're doing and they're passionate, or if yeah. they're just there to collect a paycheck. And it was clearly obvious. And I'm not going to say that you know Ronda didn't try to be a wrestler, but I, I don't know that she's passionate about the whole thing i don't get the feeling she is and like yeah people sour on that really quickly especially wrestling fans like they'll take a guy who's gonna try really hard um that might not be the best looking guy or whatever but they 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 gravitate towards the people that are passionate about what they're doing you know it's interesting too when you look at just the contrast of I I remember being there for her debut match at WrestleMania, and yep. the, the crowd was hot for that match. It, that was, I mean, that match was kind of like perfect for her, like the perfect Kurt Angle. debut. Kurt Angle, Triple yep. H, and Stephanie. Like it was Stephanie a good was match, a too. Person to like get her ass kicked by someone, and yep. so uh, it was it was great. And she there was one spot in that match where she like rolled Triple H up and then like popped up with him on her shoulders, like yeah. John Cena style. And that crowd went berserk for it. <laughs> yeah. And she was into it. You could feel it. And I yeah. thought to myself, what a great debut. And to yeah. see where it just ended, it just so lackluster. You had a seven minute MMA match in WWE. It just feels like such an anticlimactic way to go. And something, you know what, and I know it's the MMA match. This is where, and I know WWE is now joining forces with UFC. And, you know, you may even see more combat uh, contrast more Mm -hmm. than ever before. I mean, we've seen it over the years, definitely. Uh, But, like, I think that's where they got to separate the audience a little bit. Because, sure, as, okay, say we're just wrestling fans. That's it. We don't watch UFC. Just say hypothetical we don't know who ronda rousey is you got to build that whole character out to who she is now 
me as you know i'll keep my uh personally i I won't watch ufc hardcore like i do for pro wrestling but i'll keep my eye on it and i i know some of these names i knew who ronda rousey was but i didn't know all the backstory on her so i needed that whole storyline there to get that to me and not watching the mma outside of wwe where it's happening in a squared circle uh compared to the octagon it's a little different and it may not work. I don't just, it's two different audiences, apples yeah, and oranges. It was, it was too cheesy. I, I would rather them not have that MMA stipulation. I don't think it did anything for me. And it was like, you're either in a squared circle or you're in the octagon yep. and you can't marry both and make it look realistic. I just thought it, I would rather them have gone at it in an MMA style match in an octagon. Like, yeah. It would have been much better. It, like it, yeah. it just, it, it would have, I agree with you there. Hey, switching gears though, before we move on, to Mm -hmm. to AEW because we have a lot to talk about there I know I know we all do uh there are two things I wanted to touch on on SummerSlam that we didn't hit on uh number one I know Sarge you weren't a big fan of the the triple threat women's match but I gotta tell you when Bianca Belair went down with that knee injury I thought it was real I've never seen a cell like that that was really good I don't know if she was legitimately hurt and pushed through it a little bit or or what happened but it was fantastic like yeah. i was sitting there like oh my god that that sucks like yeah. poor poor bianca right like crazy my wife was watching with me and she was like is she really <laughs> she's her she yeah. I, I mean she she got she got my wife she got got her hook line yeah. and finger yeah great selling great yeah. selling yeah uh, that that was unbelievable selling and i i actually liked the finish i really did because mm-hmm. uh you know bel-air wins and then you have the cash in right after very exciting um with uh, EO Sky coming out there to to pull, excuse me, to pull it off there uh, for the women's side, and it was she is awesome, Bianca Belair. And but here's the thing though, with that uh, women's side there, it almost felt like okay, Belair's kind of on the borderline of uh, babyface and and eh, heel heel. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but definitely Charlotte's a heel. Oscar, I would probably put as a heel too wouldn't I you would. guys yeah, yeah. she's like right. a fun heel she's she's kind of the heel you, right you like to boo but you kind of like her too like you you'd be fine when she wins yes um bianca's so bianca's wonderful i think mike do you think that there's she's getting a little stale i feel like there's a little bit of that like all right well i mean you're yeah. you're really good and the crowd is like the crowd does like her but i i feel like her character development like for the last few months or so has been sort of like lackluster it's just sort of like kind of plateauing yeah and, and i feel like she probably feels that too so i wonder if we're going to be getting a little bit of uh might need a reboot a different side of her heading into you know n- now that we're getting into the fall and maybe the build towards survivor series and, and something that could happen there yeah i mean my uh colleague and friend of mine from the sports hub joe murray said it perfect one time he thinks that bianca belair is the most uh, the purest baby face WWE has ever produced. And I have a hard time arguing that. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't think of anyone else because that came up through the system and has been a baby face ever since. Uh, she's never been a heel. So it's it's really amazing to think that it's like and, and maybe this is the time to make her a heel. Yeah. Uh, get a little uh, reboot, if you will. You'd have um, to go back to the the Ricky the the dragon. dragon yeah, yeah, I know, but I did know. he? But no, no. But the question is, did he come up through WWE? Oh, I don't. Because he I, honestly right, couldn't tell you. Just, yeah, like she was right, pure like, NXT. I'm talking like, yeah, right. you know, you can't make the jump, that, which is amazing. Um, yeah. 
so it, it's really it, like Roman Reigns started in the NXT, all that, and yep. uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's it's interesting to to hear that. Uh, Maybe John Cena. John Cena has never been healed, <laughs> but he started. I think he, he was. Uh, no, he was a heel. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. a heel. I'd he say was. he was a bad guy. Well, that's true. I guess that's yeah, true. When he was the rapper, like, the yeah, rapper. in 03 yeah, when he was true. the doctor of thugonomics. Yeah, he was a bad guy. Nobody liked him. Good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Can I uh, bring something up if you guys don't mind, if that's okay? Please. Let's do it. Love okay, it. so we just talked about the women's um, Money in the Bank cash-in. The men's Money in the Bank cash-in almost happened yes. there, right? Yeah. With, yeah. With that was the other and, point I was going to bring up. Seth, the Seth yeah. Rollins and, and um, uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Finn, Finn, Balor. Finn Balor. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, uh, um, that's what I meant. Sorry, I had a Gunther thought. That's what was tying in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Seth Rollins, though. Yeah, I, I. It's okay. So, and this will tie into Cody as well. Mm-hmm. But Seth Rollins defeating Finn Balor, and when I saw the Judgment Day come out there, I'm like, oh my god, there is no way that Rollins going to win this here. They're going to just absolutely pack of wolves attack him. And, you know, and this is great. I was so excited. Like, it would be a good title change right there. Didn't happen because Damian Priest, you know, caused uh, Finn Balor the situation right there. So some dissent among the ranks, if you will, in Judgment Day. I don't know. Uh, but I thought it was great for those two to possibly tease a feud. Um, but, you know, this is where I go back to Cody in that press conference where he says, I think, you know, what's next. It seems like there might be some real life heat between he and Seth Rollins. I don't from what I've heard a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I could see those two going at it for the world heavyweight title. uh, If they're going to keep the title on Seth Rollins. So a lot to unpack in that one there, but very exciting finisher when Damian Priest came out. You you know, you, you, you got me thinking and I have this like weird, this, this little thing just popped in my head. We could see Seth and Cody fight for a title, and maybe it's like a one-off. And the mm-hmm. reason I say that is this, because that could be where you inject the Judgment Day and Damian Priest into it, and it kind of takes a whole detour, where it's you know it's the build-up, it's Seth, it's Cody, it's the real-life heat between the two of them. They're in the match, and then boom, the Judgment Day's music hits, he cashes in, and it's almost similar to how Seth won the first time with his money in the bank cash and where it was a one-on-one match. He came in, basically made it a triple threat, wins the match. The, except the same thing happens, except he's on the other side of it this time. And then boom, that leads into uh priest and Seth Rollins. And then, oh, however, Finn Balor and, and the rest of the judgment day gets involved. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but off the top of my head, I see you smiling Vito. I like it. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it. I mean, listen, cash. Yeah, it, pal. It, yeah, I, <laughs> I I think that's a great idea. I I do. I I think the Judgment Day is uh you know I, when they first came, I was kind of like this is stupid, yeah, stupid group, and they've kind of grown on me a little bit. I think without Edge, it's been great to see some of those guys. Like I'm a big Finn Balor guy. I I like Finn, and he hasn't really done much. You know, he he won the title and then got injured, and then it's kind of been downhill. And then he became the leader of the Judgment Day, and. I think he's um, he puts on some good matches. I like him. I, I think yeah. that would be a great way to to see it all uh, kind of come together. So you know, Finn is such a natural heel. He's actually good as a heel. Yeah. And I, yeah. I've watched some of his stuff back when he was the first leader of the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and he was a good heel. He yeah. was great. Knew what he was doing. So it's great that he was able to finally get the chance after all these years and even more experience. I mean, this guy is has been around the block for a long time so i think it's great that he's using all that knowledge now and and helping out the rest of the group you know i i, I yeah 
they're they're all building each other up and Rhea Ripley is just absolutely oh. on fire too. I mean that she is the 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 future of that women's division going forward. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Her, think... her and Bianca are are going to be like the one and one A. Have they had a match? Uh I think I think they fought in NXT yeah. briefly, but I I mean it's I think that was all step might have might have been pandemic when they were fighting. I, I'm I'm unclear, but I think those two yeah. put on a banger together because they're both such great athletes. Yeah. yeah. And they they I, again I I've said this before, but the women's division I feel like there's two levels, right? Mm-hmm. There's like Bianca, um, uh, Rhea, uh, Charlotte, Rhea, like four Charlotte. horse women kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and then you have like like the Beckys, who's still a great wrestler, but physically she's not the size of like the Bianca, the Charlottes. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and so it's like a, it's, it's kind of like a Brock Lesnar and Shawn Michaels type situation. Right? Like <laughs> right. that's, that's how I look at it. Like there's two different styles and, and yep. they take it to a different level. So I, I agree. And you look at that whole judgment day there too. I mean, Ripley right now is the women's uh, world champion. Uh, Balor was just in about there for the world heavyweight title. Damian Priest holds the money in the bank. Dominic Mysterio is getting the push of a lifetime right now. Um, That's a great faction. That is a fantastic faction. And I I put it right up. I mean, yeah, the the bloodline is probably the best story going in pro wrestling. This is not too far behind the Judgment Day. And if they can get all these titles, right, that could could be something interesting. Yeah. Um, You know, the other thing that would be interesting and, you know, I was a big fan of Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Yeah. I thought those two, I, I don't know what it was, but they went together. Well, how cool would it be if, and this isn't going to happen, but if Seth turned heel and him and Logan were like a tag team together, I think those Ooh. two together mm-hmm. would be fantastic television. I yeah. just really do. I, I don't know what it is. I think it would be good, but um Anyways, let's let's yeah. switch subjects. We've we've, we've been any other thoughts SummerSlam. on summer? Yeah, should we talk? Any final thoughts on SummerSlam? Because I feel well, let's jump to AEW. If not, I mean, again, I was disappointed with it as an overall product. I think they could have had a title change mm-hmm. in there, another one rather. Uh, and I'm I'm think I'm saying Finn Balor um, or the Damian Priest cash in, but they're obviously protecting Seth Rollins, so it leads yeah. me to think that Cody might be going for that. And also, if that's not the case, the Gunther one did not change the title. He's just trying to get to the Honky Tonk Man record at this point. What is it, less than 30 yeah. days now? Right. Um, so he will get there. But again, I, I just look at it with Cody uh, maybe going for the Intercontinental title next. You never know. And Gunther could make that jump to go mm-hmm. main event. Sarge, let me ask you a question because me and Mike have had this debate. Please. Um, so these records that are going on between you know you got the intercontinental title you got the world heavyweight title and the days held and it's a good debate here do you consider it though the same as when you know hulk hogan was champion or bruno san martino and here's my point to this is that back then there were two maybe three titles like if you were lucky now you have eight titles. So does it really hold the same weight as it did back then? Because there was only one true guy, right? you know, and you can make the argument Roman Reigns is on another planet right now. And I would agree that if there was one world heavyweight title, not two, yeah, um, that he would be at that level and he'd probably still hold that title. But it is it the same feeling as it was when Hulk Hogan was champion and no one could touch him, you know? 
Well, yes and no for the the heavyweight title. I'll start with that one there because there was a time that Hogan held the title for what, like three years, essentially. Um, But this was like in the advent of pay-per-view where they did not have, what was it, one every three months essentially was this wrestlemania mm-hmm. and then survivor series the second oldest one right. um he wasn't defending the title at survivor series till 91 against the undertaker because it was all uh tag team matches for a long time there and it's similar to roman reigns where he's also not defending the title every month he may not like he was not even scheduled for television it <laughs> looked like for the, the the next few weeks but you know he was on smackdown last week and for an injured roman essentially what you read in the dirt sheet he looked pretty good i thought um but you know it, it just seems like it's similar parallels to that there and to your point is it the same on that spectrum yeah if you're not going to defend it but does it hold the same value if with all the television time and for what they expect out of performers now? No, it does not. Um, for the intercontinental side, I will say this, that's really been like the, uh, the, the, the I guess you could, belt. yes, the workhorse belt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there is some legacy to it. There right. is some legacy to the intercontinental title. And I think the triple H, what he's done here, he's a Gunther guy. He's a, he's a Walter guy, you know, um, he is Mike here. Here we go. Awesome. There, there you go. Mike's is. back. Okay, good. Um, he's he's a, a Walter guy from the NXT days back in the day. So I think he's doing everything he can to protect him and uh, him being Gunther to hold on to that and get him to the next level. So I think there's a little more uh, value in the IC title right now as it's being defended in a clean way uh, each month on a pay-per-view compared to the uh, Roman Reigns not being on every pay-per-view. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And me and Mike go back and forth about this all the time. It's uh it's it's pretty funny. But I I I I I agree. It's a good debate to have. Um because yeah. I mean it's no different than regular sports today, right? Like, you know, you have different rule change in major league baseball. Is that the same as it was yeah, run around second in the uh, yeah, right. X you innings. Have, Get the hell out of here. You have the NFL where basically, you know, it's a passing league now. Is it the same as winning a title back right. when defenses were iron curtains? Like, it, it's the same concept. And I think you'll always have that argument. And it's a good argument to have, right? It's it's interesting. So, yep. Um, let's uh, let's switch switch subjects here. Um, let's go and talk about uh, AEW. Okay. Um, you both have been watching it. Mikey Cash, you're there, right? You can hear us. Mike. I don't think he can. I don't think he can. Hello, Mike. Mikey. Oh, Did boy. we lose you, Mikey Cash? I mean, we can see him. Oh, we lost him again. He went offline. That's all right. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep going. Yep, Me yep. and you. Let's and, rock it. Yep. And He'll we'll, come back. Uh, Poor we'll, Mike. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, we have AEW. It's been... Um, quite interesting yeah um, we got all out give me your thoughts on on some of the stuff going on oh, um, and 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 all all out yeah sure mike can you, can you hear us i i i think the fiend got me or something i got <laughs> in a rabbit hole I just like that i it, the whole everything just like went black then came back and then you guys weren't there i don't know was, what was going on it was so funny we're talking to you we can see you you obviously couldn't hear us and yeah. you're like a, a deer in headlights there it's pretty funny the reaction going on there <laughs> I was like, what's going on yeah yeah <laughs> we switched gears we're talking about cash uh, talking AEW. let's do AEW. it yeah 
So I, I was I was asking for Sarge's thoughts on what's going on. Okay, so I think uh, the three big parts for me right now, um, I, I'll bullet point it here. I think the MJF Adam Cole storyline has been really good as a tag team. Um, it just feels uh, inevitable that the turn is going to come. Uh, someone's going to backstab them. One of the two are going to backstab each other. More than likely MJF against Adam Cole. I don't know. I, I could be wrong that Cole would do it, but it seems more that uh, MJF would be the one to turn. Um, and then CM Punk. Uh, I think I've shared my thoughts with you guys. Yeah. I like I, I was telling you off the air that um, I think Aaron Rodgers is the most overrated athlete of my lifetime. Well, I, here you go. CM Punk is the most overrated wrestler of my lifetime. Okay. The guy, he's he's a competitor. He's a good in, in-ring performer. Don't get me wrong. It just, I, it really still irritates me the way he handled himself at that press conference last year, Labor Day weekend in Chicago, with the owner, the guy who was paying your bills. You acted like a child, and to go behind the scenes and to pull all that crap and to, to walk away. I know he's had some off camera issues, but no, enough is enough. I am done with CM Punk. I don't care if he wins the the world title. He has to go back to Chicago uh, Labor Day weekend because that's his home base and to get that real crowd pop there. So he's probably going to win the title, you know, and maybe it's one last chance for him to have that reboot there, but he still does not move the needle for me. I'm sorry. doesn't do it. Um, and then the other thing too, AW, what they're doing here is going to Wembley stadium, uh, the home of, uh, SummerSlam 92, as we know, and that really, uh, got the WWF to that international platform just a few years after Vince McMahon Jr. Bought it from his dad. So for what Tony Khan is doing here and to sell out Wembley stadium to essentially have more tickets sold than SummerSlam 92, um, is really awesome. And, and um, the thought I had with you guys, I, I told you on the text, I thought Eric Bischoff made a great point on his podcast that all out, is it all out or all in? They're both it, uh, all in is in London. And then all out, I think is the Chicago. Chicago. Show. Okay. And, and oh, the thing, is, yeah, but they're a week apart. They're a week, a week. So it's like, so Bischoff, his point was to have all in. Uh, free on TNT because when you think about that, the U.S. audience Saturday afternoon at three, and then just replay it uh, during not Rampage but uh, Collision, the Collision time uh, slot there on TNT on Saturday night as well. Get your whole audience there, and then you have uh, all out the following week uh, Labor Day weekend. Because the problem is, would you guys subscribe to Peacock Network to watch the WWE? We're only paying a hundred dollars a year for twelve pay per views. You're asking wrestling fans to pay $50 each, about $100 in a matter of seven days for two shows right there. AEW's got to work and figure out that situation Mm -hmm. for the audience. So um, they're asking for a lot in two weekends there. So the MJF Adam Cole is my big one, uh, CM Punk, and then the pay-per-view in London. So uh, uh, exciting couple weeks for AEW. Well, let me jump in before uh, the fiend takes me back into the uh, digital <laughs> rabbit hole again. So, you know, I, I agree with you on that point, and I really hadn't thought of it that way. But it's so odd to have that kind of timing for two big shows. Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to care about which one? And right. it's funny because you even notice during their buildup the last several weeks, it's like, well, I'm going to fight you at all in. Well, I'm going to fight you at all out. Long as, well, which one's where? You yes. Know, like you're, you're trying to market two different shows at the same time. And I would think 
logically, if you have a big show in Wembley Stadium, that's my focus. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm not thinking about anything beyond that because you want everybody's eyeballs and focus on London and what this show is going to present to you. And I don't know. It, it maybe correct me if, I, if if you think I'm wrong here, but I think a lot of this continues to to be a ripple effect of the punk thing because mm-hmm. there's this separation happening. You know, where there's dynamite and collision. You know, that it's their own version of Raw and SmackDown, except in in some weird way and i hate to say this but i actually do like collision but <laughs> like begrudgingly i enjoy it however it's indicative of this like rinky dink playground bullshit where excuse my language but that like so your co-workers can't get along and so instead of figuring it out mediating we've just separated you and yeah. i don't think that is a viable long-term plan for how you handle employees because ultimately that's what it comes down to. They're employees working with each other. You have a job to do, right? You know, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins do not like each other, but Cody's not on SmackDown and Seth is on Raw because they don't like each other. No, they figure out a way to make things work and 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 deal with it. So I think that's that's my quick aside on that. But as far as MJF and Cole is concerned, mm-hmm. I've really liked the storyline. I am cautious about putting Adam Cole who has been shown to be injury prone in two matches in one night. I think you're flirting with disaster there because the guy's already, he's been concussed really bad the last couple of years. I mean, he was out for months and months, almost a full year. This guy was out. So you have him come back and now you're going to put him in that, that zero hour tag team match, which maybe he'll, he'll be protected and he won't have to wrestle just a, a, as much as he will in the main event, but you're still risking an injury to this guy. And I just, I, I question it, even if their point is eventually to have, to have MJF, you know, pull some crap during this, this zero hour and set up some, some, you know, set up the main event. But I just, I am I'm struggling with it. I don't know about you guys. Well, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. And sorry, just if I can just make an right. addendum, it, cash, like I was saying, you know, those two were together. And yeah, the turn, yeah, like here it is here, uh, who was going to turn on one another. And yeah, they are fighting each other. But I think you're going to have something dirty happen here. Mm-hmm. And Cole's going to come away with it somehow and maybe form his own new faction, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, his own version, the, the AEW Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so- Cash. No, it's a lot to lot to uh lot to to take in here and I I loved all of it. And um so here's the thing. Uh I, I think that they're I think I love AEW. I've been an AEW fan for a while and they've had their ups, they've had their downs. And the the problem they have is you got a guy like Tony Khan who's great. Mm-hmm. He brought this new wrestling promotion in but the guy really doesn't have any sort of organizational skills with what's going on you see it with like the storylines when they didn't have a lot of people it was easy because they focused on a couple people now they have this giant roster of people and i'm not sure he's doing a great job managing both storylines to some degree and like just day-to-day like what's going on what you're supposed to be doing and then you throw in the ripple of cm punk and it, it, it really is fascinating to watch because you've never seen this before where they just created a whole new show for a guy because two people on the roster, two groups didn't like each other, right? And I find it fascinating. And I'm really curious to see how it pans out. But I look at it like, 
imagine if all of a sudden you got the PWO, the punk world order, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got like, <laughs> you got that's basically what, what's happening. Too here. many factions. Yeah. But like, it's, it's really interesting to see because clearly not everybody hates CM Punk because people are wrestling on that, that, uh, that show and they don't have a problem with them but then you have the extreme other side where you have the elite and their squad who doesn't like them so it's it's yeah. really interesting and i think a lot of it does have to do with the um the two shows and them not wanting to be in the same locker room but i said this to mikey cash and i i fully believe this um if they could work out their differences just for a little bit they could cash in so much money on a, a match between these these guys and they could really milk it. And I think they'd get a lot of highballs because people want to see them interact mm-hmm. again, you know? Yeah, yeah. So 100%. I, I'm curious to see how it, the, the problem is I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't even know the card for this London show. I couldn't tell you four matches that are on this card because they didn't really announce it till yeah. like a week ago. It's only five right now. Yeah. Um, you got the ring of honor tag team title, the Aussie Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole right there. Uh, then you got FTR versus the Young Bucks for the AW Tag Team Titles. Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm Soraya in a mystery opponent for the Women's World Title. Uh, tag Team Coffin Match: Darby Allen and Sting versus um, who is it? AR Fox. Uh, sorry, Mogul Embassy uh, with AR Fox, and then MJF versus Adam Cole. So five matches right there. So that's I where wonder, I see the turn happening there with Cole on MJ, or, MJF and Cole. Yeah, it'll. That's interesting. I again, I'm curious to see how it 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 plays out. Yeah. I mean, for a sold out eighty thousand person stadium, that's not a lot of matches. And I'm not saying no. that because I don't. I no. I like to see a lot of matches, but you you'd think you'd see like seven or eight matches on there. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's out of character for AEW at this point. Yeah. Usually they got like fourteen matches on the right. on a show. It, and to, you know, back to your point there with Tony Khan, Cash, I mean, he's just like, it's almost like a micromanager. He has his hand in everything and, and just very unorganized. And and like we were saying at the beginning of this here, um, you know, we were talking about that, um, or Vito, sorry, you, you mentioned the uh, Tony Khan thing, sorry. But uh, we we're talking about at the beginning with the, uh, the pro wrestling, where the pay-per-views before three, four months in between, you have won a week of after. It's it's amazing. Like you you're losing that sizzle mm-hmm. on the steak. You're losing it. It's too much. Right. It's I, I like and I know that AEW, well, even before AEW came a thing, it was uh Cody and the Young Bucks that had all out in Chicago labor day weekend so i don't think tony khan wants to lose that he wants to still hold on to that that hey we made pro wrestling a thing labor day weekend because Mm -hmm. wwe jumped on that bandwagon last year clashed the castle and uh they're doing it again this year with uh, payback from pittsburgh so um is all out by the way is that going to be a sunday or is that a saturday it is Saturday. so they're going head to head yeah. So if it's okay, it is Saturday. Wow. I believe I believe so. Don't don't quote me on that. I can't tell. I, I'm all jumbled because there's no continuity around here. No, you know what? No, no, no. I'm looking at it. September third is a Sunday. Okay, okay, it is a Sunday. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you'll have payback on Saturday night. So I think a Saturday night pay per view though. Yeah. Yeah. Payback is Saturday, and um, 
I mean, listen, we're all sports fans too. I mean, that's the official kickoff weekend of college mm-hmm. football. So that's also a fun, uh, that's tough to take away from the Saturdays. Uh, uh, slate of games there as well. Right. Right. So, a lot of TVs no. going there, kids. It's a lot. It's a lot of wrestling to keep up with, man. I don't know about you so guys. Much. Sometimes I have a hard time keeping up with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really took over the Labor Day weekend there. They really mm-hmm. wanted to do that. How do you how do you feel about that collision show being on a Saturday? I like it. Yeah. At first, I, I was very skeptical. You like yeah, it? I guess Ash? it's better. I guess it's easier now because we're all older. So we're not going out as much on a Saturday. <laughs> right, 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 right. This is awesome to watch this on a Saturday night. Yeah. I'll make myself a cocktail. I'll sit down. I'll enjoy right. the yeah. order of yeah. pizza. Right, yeah, I, w- I was skeptical. And, and in fact, I was more, I had more hope for Rampage uh, when that oh, yeah. became a thing, right? Because they were going off of SmackDown. You go SmackDown, yeah. then 10 o'clock, you put on Rampage. Yeah. Um, it really hasn't panned out, which I'm I'm a little surprised. It's because it's taped, right? Yeah. Like true, yeah, you're right. Just are not the it same. Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You can't go backwards in time with the taped wrestling shows. They're yeah. just not as good. Right. And then you know we're all scouring the internet looking at all this stuff. You, you see spoilers all the time. It, it, you, that's that's what's lackluster. If they got rid of that show, they're better off just putting it on um, like YouTube, YouTube like yeah. the dark dark show. Right. Or or you uh, put Ring of Honor on one of them. Like, because they're not yeah. really showcased on a main. That's a good point, Sarge. Right. You know, Tony Khan, thank you. And Tony Khan last year, I asked him directly about that. Do you look at um, Ring of Honor as a minor league system, if you will, like an NXT? And he just shut it down completely. He said, no, it's a, it's its own brand. But I think he's losing out on a prime opportunity right there where they have that Ring of Honor club or whatever right it's yeah, like yeah. In their own little I, I i don't know there's that base there for that but i think it just opens up so much more of an audience there if you um parlay that into one of AEW's broadcast partners and turner media which they have a great relationship with and they could take advantage of that put it on the friday night show there um and it just opens it up yeah, I think they've kind of dropped the ball on the Ring of Honor thing because I don't, I don't, I don't know when I could watch it. I don't know where, where to watch it. I don't, I don't know any of it. I don't even know who's Ring of Honor, who's AEW. I, I, yeah. I'm a little well, bit so lost. Crossover. Yeah. Right. So it, much. There's, not, there's nothing separated about it. I think it. I, I, I think it's sort of. I think in in my view, it kind of showcases one of the real weaknesses of AEW right now, which is they don't have anything streaming. There's nothing their their library is just completely the like in a vault somewhere. And I know that some of that isn't necessarily their fault. I know there's a big issue with like Warner Brothers Discovery and how they can maybe get a an AEW section on Max or something yep. like that. I know that's something that he's brought up in interviews before. And I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? They have the TV rights to it. It would make sense to just sort of have that as a part of it. But until that happens, I, uh, I, I just feel like they're, they're, that's, that's what will make them feel like the second class one to me. Yeah. Because company. Cause it's just like, well, well all right, well, right. You know, and, I, I could wait a week and then watch raw on Peacock, you know? Exactly. And, and, exactly. And they're also uh, still heavy on the bleach report. You know, to order pay-per-views, yeah. Bleacher Report, it's like, eh. That app stinks. Yeah, you got to fix that. They they got to find a way because WWE has, to their credit, their partnership with um, NBC is amazing. And I know that contract's coming up in a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, but 
you know, right there in the Peacock Network, far left side, WWE logo. Boom, it's right there. Um, and that's because the, they bought out the network. But AW, they got to figure out a way to kind of parallel that mm-hmm. uh, to get make it easier access for everyone. Absolutely. You know, and, and you're not paying $100 for the, the two-week period, seven days. That's insane. Right. That's just insanity. Well, and I would love to go back and watch some of those old Ring of Honor pay-per-views or shows. Like, I, I never really followed it, but mm-hmm. I'd love to see some old Samoa Joe versus CM Punk or, yep. um, Kevin Owens. you know, the, the Briscoe yeah. brothers or Kevin Owens. Yeah, I'd love to see all and, that. And wouldn't it be great to go back and revisit past all-ins, too? You know, as you're getting Absolutely. Like, oh, man, let's watch that first one again. And it was so awesome. And the, all the throughout the years, yeah. like, even the pandemic era and watching some of those shows man, you're missing out on the ability for people to engage yep, and, yeah. and to say, oh, are you excited about this year's All all In? Well, why don't you go back and revisit some of the past years and some of the great rivalries? We'll spotlight some matches for you. You can use that and get people invested. Yeah. They're missing out. Exactly. I got to tell you, though, guys, um, you know, after WrestleMania, I, I, I always have that little hangover. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, I got to take some time off. And, and, and like I was in and out of wrestling for uh, I kept my eye on and everything. We just not like super in tune to it. Like backlash. I, I, I think I had to work that night, so I didn't even watch. But, you know, you just keep an eye on it and all that. Summer, I think, is a huge opportunity for wrestling to go to that next level. Obviously, SummerSlam, there's no foot. No, you're not going up against Monday Night Football. You're not going yeah. up against uh, football in general. That's huge. No other uh, NBA, uh, NHL. But, yeah, you get some MLB games here or there. Playoffs are out of the, the equation. And, and, and it does help. It helps bring it back mm-hmm. to, okay, now I'm getting hungry again. And now I'm going to go full ramp into – the fall and then here we are again royal rumble and wrestlemania it's really cool to see this here and it gets me excited after SummerSlam. as much i didn't like the show and the build-up i thought was really good for a lot of the matches but uh here we are AEW going to london i'm very excited to see how that's going to work out but right after this i mean it's great for a fan not just wrestling but sports too we got a a football coming up right right in the horizon here i know you guys were excited about that too uh but here we are before we know it it will be the royal rumble once again we'll all be talking about that and uh wrestlemania tickets go on sale this week which is amazing so um it's it's a very exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan big time agreed 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 well uh sarge we appreciate you having you on guys are awesome i love you guys we, we welcome you anytime you want to come on. It's always great uh, to have someone who's even more opinionated than me and Mikey Cash. It's great. <laughs> we love it. I threw well, a lot at you today, guys. It, it was I, good, man. No, we l- listen, we needed that. We, we, it spices it up with, the di- with, with me and Vito. So we, we need a little bit of this, this, this excitement. Um, yeah. Mike, Mike, tell us, uh, tell the audience, what are you up to? What's going on? Where can, where can everybody find you? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm off for a couple of weeks, which is nice until uh, we uh, reconvene. Uh, let's see here. We have our home opener for the Patriots Sunday, September 10th. No, I don't have tickets. Don't ask. Uh, against the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Tom Brady's returning. And uh, we got a couple of Revolution games uh, in between there as well. And uh, a little bit over at the Sports Hub. We'll be back there at the end of this month. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm on a little mini vacay until... Uh, late August, if you will, Labor Day weekend. So uh, how's taking time how's off. the new the new scoreboard looking over oh, there? Oh my God, Vito, unbelievable! I um, okay, shameless plug. You can check out uh, 
the video board debut. I'm going to post it on my Instagram this week at Sarge985 with the video board. It was awesome. We we debuted it two weeks ago. It was it's beautiful. It is the largest outdoor video board in America. Largest outdoor video board. Wow. And that day we had it. We had um, uh, Devin McCourty was there to help uh, do the honors to turn it on, which was so cool. Be a part of that with him. Um, it's beautiful. It's really nice. I have a question on that scoreboard. It's yeah. very wide, yes, right? It is, yeah. But it's not as tall. <clears throat> How does that work for videos, right? Because obviously you want to have it span the whole piece. I just was curious. No. You may not know. <clears throat> no, I was it's, just curious. Yeah, it. no, that's a good question because it, it's funny because we're, they're still getting the kinks out of it, if you will, testing it. And there are some shots. So say if you guys are both right on the field, uh, Cash DeVito touchdown. So there's a a specific shot uh of your face right there after you get the touchdown you gotta kind of have it be ready to pan out because otherwise it's gonna be blown up into it so yeah they're working on that there uh they're, they're testing it it's gonna be ready to go though for the week one 100 percent like the way it, it comes out to the full uh projection if you will full presentation rather to the fans and it's gonna be really really exciting um but the other thing too is that the lighthouse behind it it's unbelievable. Yeah. Double the size of the old lighthouse yeah. at Gillette stadium. Oh. There's going to be an observatory up top. Um, and uh, there's also a club uh, right below the scoreboard. So a lot of big things happening. The scoreboards there, the lighthouse is in the football season's getting underway. We have army Navy this year <clears throat> in December. Uh, that has never happened in Foxborough. It's mainly been a mid Atlantic mm. regional thing, New York. Um, right baltimore philadelphia dc but foxborough gets it which is amazing and uh we're three years out from the fifa world cup here in foxborough as well so and it seems like a great spot to have a summer slam it's i don't think it's out of the equation i don't think it's out of the equation (laughs) i can tell you this wrestlemania was a finalist in 2017 there but uh orlando got it and it's just it's risky outdoors. It is. Yeah. SummerSlam makes way more sense. SummerSlam makes perfect sense. Yeah. But you also are playing with fire too without the dome. I know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's risky, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. why Tennessee, did you see their new stadium? The uh, Titans, the renderings there. No. Take a look. It's like, you think Disney world, it's like Disney world on steroids. Unbelievable. No Interesting. Yeah. All right. So they, they're going to get WrestleMania once that's done. You know that they're going to get the Super Bowl. Interesting. That's all for. If you build it, they will come. They will come. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, Well, uh, this was great, Mike. Thank you once again for being on, man. We we love having you. Um, Thank you, guys. You know, uh, for everybody listening, you know, thank you guys today. Uh, We want to make sure, you know, once again, big thank you to Mike. Make sure you're following him on the socials and keeping up with with all of his activities. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. Keep an eye on uh, the old podcast feed. Now that summer is winding down, we'll be able to record on a more consistent schedule. So we'll have more episodes coming your way. But that is all for today, folks. So until next time, keep on strutting, jabronis. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.